Hello, Dick. How are we doing, boys? Yeah, really well, thank you. The big story, no doubt, to come out of the weekend or week two of the NFL was the devastating injury to San Francisco 49ers quarterback Trey Lance. But let's be honest, Dick, they now have a better chance. As unfortunate as it is for Trey Lance, with Jimmy Garoppolo still on that roster, they have a better chance to win the Super Bowl now than they did. Would you agree? 100%, guys. And uh, I was watching that game, obviously, every play because it was against my be- beloved Seahawks. And uh, when Trey Lance was in there, I had, a f- I had a feeling like the Seahawks had a reasonable chance to stay in the game and win that game despite it being at San Francisco. As soon as Trey Lance went down, I, was, I looked at my son, he looked at me, and we both said, we're cooked. <laughs> and, and indeed and indeed we were cooked and it wasn't you know jimmy g is never going to come in and just light the world on fire that's not how he does it but as he eloquently stated after the game in his press conference he said you know i i we do a pretty good job of winning when i'm playing quarterback here i'm not about the numbers i'm not about the flash i'm about getting the job done and getting the w and the results speak for themselves i mean kyle shanahan the coach wins at about a 70 percent clip when when uh, jimmy g's the starting quarterback and he wins at about a 30 percent clip when anybody else is the starting quarterback so that's all you got to know about their chances and and you know they're they're still in that 18 to 20 uh range uh for for a super bowl you know i would have never put any money on them uh, for a Super Bowl future with Trey Lance, but it doesn't look like the odds have moved that much. I'd put a shekel or two because the NFC is wide, wide open, as you guys were just talking about in the last segment. And San Francisco's as good as just about anybody, particularly when they play their game. And that's the grinded out, pounded on the ground football that we saw this Sunday. That's what they're best at. And they can beat just about everybody playing that way. Dick, what's Tom Brady got up to for the fans to be fuming at him? Tom Brady, honestly, guys, acted like a six-year-old in, in that game against the Saints. I mean, obviously, the uh, the Saints have been, uh, you know, thrown Tom Brady curveball after curveball the last four outings. They were four and zero against Tom Brady uh, going into this uh, going to this rivalry game. Uh, Brady's offense was completely shut down through three quarters, and then you had a uh, you know the tempers were you, you saw it in the first three quarters. You know, Tom Brady taking his la- you know taking his uh, surface tablet smashing it on the ground on the sidelines you saw him screaming at his at his players i mean there's it's a different looking tom brady guys and i'm not just talking about his play i'm talking about his attitude as well and you know we don't like to speculate on personal matters but i don't know how you can't look at how tom brady is playing and how tom brady is acting on the field and not infer that his personal issues right now are affecting him negatively on the football field now they were able to come you know come through with a win but that was really more of what Jameis Winston did as the quarterback of the Saints versus what Tom Brady did I mean Jameis Winston just handed the ball over Tampa Bay three times in the fourth Mm. quarter he was absolutely horrible so just about any quarterback with Jameis Winston throwing you the ball every play is going to be able to win that football game so you know, Tampa's got to get things squared away, and they've got Mike Evans suspended due to that uh, scuffle. Uh, he came in and uh, right off the, you know, walked to the sidelines, then turned right around and smashed Marshawn Lattimore in the back and knocked him down. So he's suspended for a game. Things are just not right in Tampa right now, despite them being undefeated. Dick, tell me how did Cleveland lose? Oh, my gosh. Uh, so many different ways. <laughs> what should I mean, they have done? Well, you know, the, there's – when, when we were growing up, it was always like score points, score points. If you have an opportunity to score, 
you, you, you score the touchdown. And things have changed in the era of analytics where just possessing the ball and not scoring can be more effective to winning the game than actually scoring. And so you had an opportunity there for Nick Chubb to just to fall on the ball and and clock, you know, take more clock uh, off. And instead, he went into the end zone, gave him a two touchdown lead. Well, the Jets came back, scored a touchdown, kicked an onside kick, kicked another, scored another touchdown, and ended up winning the game. So Cleveland really did uh, mismanage the timing, the, the clock on that game. Uh, they never saw the ball after that, after uh, after Nick Chubb's touchdown. It was amazing, and it was just kind of the the way week two went. I mean, I was telling Jono off air, you know, week one was just such an exciting week where lots of games were, were close all the way through. Week two was boring until the fourth quarters of these games. I mean, the, the Browns game was amazing in the fourth quarter. You had the, the Arizona oh. Raiders game with Kyler Murray. I mean, that game was over with eight, nine minutes left to go in the game. And Kyler Murray with some miraculous plays, pulling a, a defeat, uh, you know, pulling a victory out of the jaws of defeat. So there were quite a few games this weekend that just, you know, I was sitting there, you know, I was on my treadmill, you know, sweating and watching these games for an hour. And I'm like, God, I'm not getting entertained at all. And then all of a sudden they all got great all at once. Well, there are two hype trains. One's at Miami. $23 to win the Super Bowl, and Philadelphia into fourth favorite at $13. That Miami win was incredible against Baltimore. Another one. I, you know, I, totally, I totally forgot about naming that one. Another game where you know the Dolphins outscored the Ravens 28-3. to And, you know, sometimes when you get up so much in any sport, right, there's just that natural reaction to exhale, right? You get up by a couple of scores, or in Baltimore's case, you get up three scores. Well, a football team's not going to come back from three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. That doesn't happen, right? So you just, you kind of exhale. You say, all right, I'm going to look look forward to what I'm doing after the game. You know, maybe I'm going to go out for dinner. Maybe I'm going to get a drink. I'm going to hang out with my family. And then all of a sudden that, you know, that three score lead turns to two scores, turn to one score, and then you can't rev the engine back up again. And that's what happened to Baltimore. I still think Baltimore is a better team than Miami without question. But hey, hand it to Miami. They didn't give up. Tua was magnificent. Um, you know, I'm still not a big Tua believer. Uh, I think that game was more Tyreek Hill getting open by like eight yards <laughs> downfield than it was actually Tua playing awesome. But Tua did have a, a really, really nice ball uh, that I recall into the, you know, kind of into the middle of traffic in the middle of the end zone. That was a, really a spectacular throw by Tua. So it wasn't all just, you know, Hail Mary balls to a, to a wide open Tyreek Hill. But, uh, you know, Miami's a playoff caliber team. I wouldn't put any money on them to win the Super Bowl. Philadelphia, on the other hand, they have looked the part, guys, and we talked about that at the beginning of the season. I was like, all right, do I do I bet Philly to win the East or do I bet Dallas to win the East? And we kind of just barely went to the Philly side. Well, I'm glad we went to the Philly side because it does look like they're they're definitely the favorites in that division. And the way Jalen Hurts is playing, uh, he's kind of an outsider MVP candidate, and they are definitely a team to be reckoned with, with in the NFC this year. Are there a couple of quarterbacks already under pressure, Dick? We've got... Um, a text message here from one of our uh, listeners is Ryan Tannehill under pressure after getting dragged or hooked yesterday, Malik Willis. And what about uh, at um, the Steelers with Trubisky, uh, the crowd booing him and wanting um, Kenny Pickett to, to play? How much pressure is he under as well to keep his starting spot? I think he's probably under more pressure than Tannehill because you got to look at the track record. I mean, Ryan Tannehill has consistently 
orchestrated an offense that's not a high-flying offense, but it's a winning offense. And they have consistently gone to the playoffs. They've consistently won nine, ten games a season and, and been very, very good. They rely on Derrick Henry first. And when Derrick Henry is not operational, and like he wasn't last night, I mean, he was just totally shut down. Ryan Tannehill's not good enough to just air it out. And they don't have weapons on the outside either. It's not just Ryan Tannehill. I mean, they don't have any wide receivers there uh, that compare favorably to just about any other team in the in the NFL. So I, I think that he is much more safe than Trubisky is. I mean, the Steelers demand, Steeler fans demand wins. And also, remember, Kenny Pickett is from Pittsburgh. He played his college at uh, college football at Pittsburgh. So they're very familiar with him. He's the guy all Steeler fans wanted to draft. They drafted him. So he's, you know, everybody's favorite guy is the backup quarterback, right? Especially if that backup quarterback's a rookie and he's from your town. So, uh, but I think if they lose, you know, if they end up going, you know, two, three, and one, three, five, and one over the first half of the season, first third of the season, you may see a change at quarterback there and going to Kenny Pickett. Uh, now, we're going to get your best NFL bet before you go. And we're going to do this each week off you through the season as well, Dick, I've decided. But uh, just want to talk some golf quickly ahead of the President's Cup, of course, this week. And we saw Cam Smith uh, win on the Live Tour last week in Chicago. And a question here from Bizet Newey on the text line. Morning, boys, asked Dick his thoughts on the pettiness of the PGA banning the players from playing President's Cup. It's lost all relevance now. Uh, just a, a bizarre, another bizarre week in golf ahead. It is, and unfortunately, I think it's going to be very, very poorly followed here in the States. I mean, the Ryder Cup has always followed more than the President's Cup, but I just think because of this uh, spat between the Live and, and the PGA Tour, and you just don't have all the best players in the world playing in this President's Cup, I think, I think most American sports fans are just going to say, forget about it. I mean, I'm usually excited to watch the President's Cup, and I'm, I'm just kind of lukewarm. I'm definitely going to be watching football far, far more than I'm going to be watching golf this weekend. And, you know, it's interesting. Greg Norman uh, is at in Congress this week. He is actually speaking to Congress, uh, you know, complaining about the PGA's unfair practices. And so it'll be interesting to see what kind of ear – uh, the United States Congress gives to Greg Norman and seeing if they can, uh, you know, they can open up things a little bit and and regulate things a little more and take some of the power um, away from uh, the PGA Tour. That'll be an interesting next step in this whole thing. But, you know, as far as the President's Cup goes, I mean, regardless of whether everybody can play or not, uh, the U.S. should be a massive favorite. Uh, I really like them at minus 400, minus 500, which is where I was seeing it a month ago or so. But I think it's up to like... Was it like minus 800, minus 900? I just, I just can't put up enough money <laughs> for it to be worth the, the potential risk at like a minus 900. Uh, now, I'm also seeing that your Mariners in the Major League in baseball are in a hell of a battle with two clubs from the American League East, Toronto and Tampa Bay, for the wild card spots there uh, in the American League. How do you feel about your Mariners and how that will play out? Well, the good news for the Mariners and... Sounds like we've just lost Dick there for the moment. So we'll try and get him back uh, to get his take on uh, his Mariners and also get his best bet for the NFL for week three. He's going to give us a best bet every week now. But uh, uh, Tampa Bay, Green Bay is certainly the big game. When you've got Rodgers and Brady going against each other, you don't see it that much. Well, they're Hall of Famers, aren't they? Hall of Famers, no doubt about it. Sorry, Dick, we lost him there just on your Mariners. Oh, you got me? Oh, yeah, just... 
three playoff spots now instead of two. So I think all those teams can relax. They're all going to make the playoffs, Toronto and the Mariners and Tampa Bay. Which seed do you want, though? The four seed gets all three first-round games at home against the five seed. So that's definitely preferable over the five seed without question. I would argue maybe the six seed is the most preferable because of the road you get to take. The six seed you have to play on the road the first three games. But instead of playing one of those tough wild card teams, you get to play the Cleveland Guardians, who the Mariners have dispatched of twice over the last couple weeks. They're clearly a better team than Cleveland, and I think they'd be able to beat them on the road. Then you'd be able to take on the two seed, which is the Yankees. And I think most fans and most experts agree the Yankees are not the team the Astros is or Astros are. So I'd almost prefer to get that last spot, go on the road, play Cleveland, and then play New York and not have to see Houston until the American League Championship Series. Okay, give it to us. Your best bet for week three in the NFL. Yeah, guys, you know what? I'm going to give you two. And I've been doing this on, on my show the, the first couple of weeks. We're 2-0 and oh thus far on the weeks. But I'm going to give you a, a two this week because I like them both. You know, I wasn't a huge believer in Cincinnati to begin the season. I had them missing the playoffs. But they're 0-2 oh and, and they're facing a must win game this week and they're taking on a new york jets team that as you just mentioned really had no business coming back and winning that game last week so over cleveland so i really like cincinnati minus four and a half at the jets and then uh, my other one is you know you gotta i still think the indianapolis colts are a playoff caliber roster uh there's no way they should uh be a one and one like they are uh, the Chiefs are flying high after that big win over the Chargers. So uh, this is definitely not a public play. This is a, a quote-unquote sharp play. But uh, give me the Colts plus six and a half. I've seen it at seven as well against the Chiefs. So those are my two best bets of the week. Oof. Jeez, okay, yeah. Not sure how Matt Ryan and uh, that, that, uh, Frank Reich's got to be under some pressure, won't they? If, if they don't win that division this year, you'd imagine he'd be uh, under the pump big time, wouldn't you, Dick? No question. And these, I'm taking desperate teams whose stocks have really dropped from where they were. And remember, that the Colts at the beginning of the season were 20-1 to 1 to yeah. win the Super Bowl. And that was just two weeks ago. And so it's still a good team. It's still a good roster. And, and they are in a must-win type situation. So uh, the Chiefs are sitting pretty. They know they're going to win their you know, 11, 12 games. They know they're going to be in the playoffs. So the onus to win this game is far more on the Colts than it is on the Chiefs this week. Thanks so much as always, mate. All right, boys, we'll talk to you next week.